Welcome to the Queen Divas, Queens of Fitness podcast. Join your hosts, three-time WBFF world champions and WBFF royalty, Alicia Gowans and Stephanie Ayala McHugh, as we explore all things female health, training, competing, mindset, and living the fitness life every day. Okay, welcome everybody to the latest edition of the Queen Divas podcast, where we discuss all things health, wellness, and fitness with my beautiful co-host, Stephanie Ayala McHugh. Oh, and hello, Ali Christos. And how do I, how do I, hold on, because well, you, this is now going episode. to be, well, let's actually just, because Kaya, who is our guest, who is coming on to join us today to talk all things shit, can just listen to our oh. One second as we talk about all things wedding catch up because oh, yes. we got married last Friday. So yes, I you did woman for a whole week. Congratulations today. And um, you were so stunning, Ali. I'm just oh we I'm gutted I couldn't be there. Definitely had a big hole in the wedding that was you and you know Carrie not being able to come in it. You know we totally understand though, so we're going to be celebrating with you guys in Orlando very very soon. But um, but it was definitely you were sorely sorely missed, and it, there was definitely a big gap. So much there FOMO. You guys not. Being I was literally there. having the had, worst FOMO, but we had so much fun, babe, and it was such an incredible lead up and. For everyone listening to this, I will go into this. I did actually have a series of treatments at Kaya's um, center leading into the wedding. And we will talk a little bit about some of the reasons why and why I found my way into having colonic irrigation as well. But um, but I was so excited for this conversation because we have had so much interest too on the social media ever since Steph and I started to loosely talk about poo and poo health and you know um checking up and having coaching conversations around digestion and bowel movements with our clients and then obviously I started sharing my own journey and the fact that I have an autoimmune disease that um, really makes colonic irrigation therapy something that I have to do at least a couple of times a year but I've now stepped into doing it really more frequently and I'm now having them done monthly for so many other health benefits and so you know, it was absolutely exciting for us to bring someone on that could, there was oh, an expert in shit, quite literally, that could actually talk, talk to us. Oh, yes. We talk oh, so much about food and shit all the time to our clients. So having an expert to be able to kind of back up everything that Ellie and I exactly. just keep reiterating to our clients or even just to our listeners is, is going to be pretty epic for today's topic. And so- Without further ado, I will welcome on to our episode today, the owner and lead therapist, Kaya Siri, is one of Brisbane's most experienced, I believe, colon hydrotherapists. And she actually started her journey with colonics back in 2006. And as we've, you know, sort of mentioned off air, she's from Seattle. So she is actually an American that we've now claimed as an Aussie because, you know, she's really good for our no, She sounds, she totally, um, she speaks, she totally sounds Aussie. <laughs> Sounds like an Aussie. So I'm 100% claiming her. And I'm sure her husband's going to be happy with that claim. And um, after Colonics actually transformed her own life. So I'm going to let Kaya talk us through that journey soon. But Welcome. She has, has come into this space now and is has received, you know, accolades and awards. And they are literally, you know, this massive holistic center. And this is the place I always go to. So everyone that's always asking me about my journey and what I do, 
Kaya's at the head of where I go and um, and it's herself and another therapist, Rachel, that I see. And they are by far the best that I've ever had in all of my years. And, and you know, as I mentioned, my autoimmune disease was um, detected and diagnosed, you know, sort of two decades ago. And I used to have to have these frequently back at the start because of that situation. I then was able to go quite a period of time without them. Um, and I, I can honestly say that, my work with these ladies in this particular center is just by far a totally different experience to anything I had previously gone through. And I didn't find them enjoyable at all. And I wouldn't say that, you know, the whole process is entirely enjoyable. We will get into it and Kyra will explain how it works, but, um, but it's more manageable and it's actually, I don't know, I look forward to them now. So at least that's a plus, but I guess, Kaya, tell everyone, so everyone listening to this, that doesn't so have any exposure to yeah. what a chronic irrigation is. Like, Please. I guess, firstly, how did you come into it? Tell us about your journey and your own personal, um, you know, comeback from poor health, utilizing it, and then what exactly it is. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, what an intro. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here because... This is definitely one of my favorite topics. I absolutely love talking all things gut health and shit. So um, yes. I will give you guys who have never heard of colonics before or have no idea what a colonic is, a bit of an overview. So colonic irrigation or colon hydrotherapy or colonics, it's all the same thing. Um, it's basically a way to gently remove all the built up waste and toxicity out of the colon using just purified water. So this is a really gentle process. It's very safe. We practice closed system colon hydrotherapy. And what this means is there's actually no smells, no pushing, no sounds. It's very, very unembarrassing as, yeah. as if that if you can imagine yeah. that um 100 I've had I've had I've had an experience where it was not like this and that's what I think probably put so me uncomfortable yeah. having them yeah. even though I needed them from my health point of view for quite a while and then like I said this is almost enjoyable with you guys but maybe <laughs> explain what it is because like, Alia you know, so you have an autoimmune disease that you go and see her for yeah, right, right. Like, so what would be, I guess, like a, an ideal client for you aside from autoimmune diseases or even having to get maybe some cleanse done, but I mean, well, do we have a, a standard? Colonics, colonics can absolutely, colonics, the, the, the underlying form of colonics, it's detoxification, right? So um, I feel like that's such a buzzword these days and your gut health is such a buzzword. Why is that? Well, because 70% of your immune system lives in your gut. So mm -hmm. obviously... I mean, linked to all over health, autoimmune disease, but also, you know, just general wellness, you know, how your body's able to fight things off and how strong you are. And then your gut is responsible for everything. You know, all disease begins in the gut, um, you know, ancient philosophers have been quoted saying, and for colonics, it's basically a really gentle, easy, simple way to wash all that toxicity that gets stuck in your body's own sewage system. So your colon is your waste track of your body. That's so like anyone is a great candidate for this because I feel like anyone. everyone falls underneath that. A hundred percent. Definitely. Yeah. So and Kaya, actually, you had personal, your personal journey, you had toxicity as an issue, right? So this is something yeah. where it wasn't even an autoimmune disease. She literally no. was going about living life and explain to everyone a little bit about what that looked What's like. Your story, yeah. 
Yeah, so I personally started having colonics when I was about 16 years old. And that was because my body was actually about to shut down. It was so toxic. So I had struggled unknowingly with constipation probably through my childhood years. And then shit really hit the fan when I was about 13 years old. Um, But it's (laughs) such, yeah. I'll try to throw a few of those in there for you. It's such an Aussie saying, by the way. Like I told you. Sorry, I'm just. I'm like, like she totally hit that one. (laughs) Sorry. You know, girl. Gotta keep you on your toes. Um. So when I was 13 years old, my bowel actually shut down completely. So I stopped having any form of bowel movements. But here's the kicker. I didn't know because I didn't know that you're supposed to be going to the toilet a couple of times a day. I didn't know you were even supposed to be going every day. And I was an only child. And so I didn't have brothers and sisters running around, you know, using the toilet. I was, I had no idea. My girlfriends and I didn't talk about it. My parents are quite traditional and very closed book, even though they are actually both doctors. So my dad is a cardiologist and my mom was an anesthetist. And so I grew up in a very medical household but it totally slipped under the radar that I actually was not going to the toilet and at the time you know once we sort of figured that out actually I guess backtracking a bit so I stopped going to the toilet I didn't know and it wasn't until my body actually started to almost go into what felt like labor pains trying to eliminate all of this toxic waste out so think about how much you eat every day right exactly. and then thinking that exactly. like all that food volume that where does it go if it doesn't come out y'all where does it go exactly. i don't know i always say that to everyone. nowhere yeah it's <laughs> it's in you, to this. how long is your bowel yes your bowel, that's, i always yep. bring this up to your bowel oh. is about Oof. two two meters long your whole no. digestion your whole digestive tract, so from the top to the bottom, is about eight meters long. But your Imagine. bowel, your large intestine, your colons, all the same thing is about two meters long. Imagine and we, how much you have compacted that whole two meters. shit yeah. in you. Right? Yeah. Well, like, and then really. that's fermenting and releasing stuff. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Well, let me just tell you, my symptoms that I had were I had extreme abdominal, you know, bloating. But like yeah, that. but pain all the time. I was so, my brain was so foggy. My skin was quite pale and yellow. My eyes were quite yellow. I couldn't think. I couldn't focus. I could barely get out of bed most days. My body was literally going into auto intoxication because it was just starting to shut down because elimination is part of the life cycle you have to be eliminating toxicity otherwise it essentially repoisons you via your bloodstream so that's what was happening to me and one night my body just I think in a desperate attempt to get some of this stuff out literally started going into these cramping pains that felt like labor pains and I got rushed to the emergency room they thought I had appendicitis I was gonna say your appendix bursting is what I would have assumed yeah and that's what we thought and they did an x-ray and the doctor came out and he said girl you're full of (laughs) you're full of shit that's what he said to me (laughs) yeah I'm sorry but they saw it in an x-ray that's an, an amount of shit that I mean that's a yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> and it's actually something that we see a lot in our clinic. People actually bring us in their x-rays and they're like, I'm really compacted. And we're like, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. <laughs> we can take care of this. <laughs> when, when you were that compacted, obviously, and your entire intestinal tract was just completely full, what did they do in the hospital immediately to help give you any relief? Did they do anything? Was it enema only? Like, like what did they do? Nothing. They sent me home with a few laxatives. I was going to say what, like Miralax, just like, here, here you go. And red hot spoiler alert, it didn't work. No. No. How many clients that, even in scenarios, some of the symptoms that you mentioned there at the beginning, I'm like, God, I already had like dingers go off in my head of Mm. certain people, right? Like that I already knew. I'm like, yep, I've been saying this is some gut issues. And what you just confirmed though, as far as, having even like the abdominal pain or just not being able to go regularly and go days, right? Like you probably didn't even know how many days you would go and the irregularity of people not being aware that going every single day, when I had talked to clients and they kind of look at me crazy, when I say a few times a day, they're like, what, yeah. a few times a day? Like, yeah, between one to three, you know, a couple yeah. would be great. <laughs> and yeah. like, I don't even go every day. Is this sorry, I would take myself to the they're hospital. Like, so for everyone listening, you're actually supposed to have a bowel movement 30 minutes, around 30 minutes after you eat every single meal. So if you think about the people in our land that are eating six meals a day, you should be going close to six times a day. Pretty regularly. <laughs> and a there are a lot of people that are going once every three to four days and they think that's normal. So I totally, totally understand what you're saying, Steph, and people's reactions, because I get the same thing every time I say it. Um, I also <laughs> completely understand Kaya's you know, misconception about what was normal, because that's actually more normal than you know. Most people think that going once or twice a week is okay. It's crazy. Um, but I think the biggest thing for me in coming into the process of having these regular treatments was actually identifying how long stuff can sit in you for. And it is scarily long like and for someone like me with ulcerations inside and perforations inside the bowel I can't afford to have stuff stuck in transit and creating more systemic um you know issues in those little pockets um actually one of your therapists Kaya explained this really well she talked about the fact that you know inside the bowel you have these little you know sort of I don't even know how she explained them exactly, but they're these little bits that basically will hold stuff as they can, right? Yeah. And then she's, she's sort of explained about how when the flow moves properly and you're having enough fiber and you've got, you know, a healthy diet, stuff should come through that pick up items inside these little recesses and carry it out, right? But if you are not hydrated enough, your bowel is not hydrated enough, and then you are not having the right amount of, you know, soluble and insoluble fiber, you're not having that happen. So in these pockets, then you've got these little waste particles that continue to ferment and decay and breed gas now when then you breed gas you create like a brick wall that further traps these little recesses and then that big pile coming through can't move as efficiently and effectively as it should so you could then still have a clearing out but that pocket might stay there so you might have a pocket that's been sitting there for a few years how gross is that when you think about that that's like you literally think of shit every day Stomach, car. Yeah. So gross. It's the grotesque, other thing but, people don't, yeah. yeah. 
The other thing people don't realize is, um, and, and we talk a lot about this in our clinic, is that acidity, alkaline balance. So what you are eating matters and how you're feeling. So stress is another big one. So the other thing that can happen, yes, we can get those pockets. But the other thing that happens, and we've got some great videos on this on our social media of like inside the colon. But basically, if you're eating McDonald's and you're eating these really acidic processed foods, your body sees that as an intruder and it creates, they break down very acidically. Dairy is another big one. And basically the body produces mucus to coat this acidic material as it comes through. And when you're eating these things a couple of times a day, acidic stuff, you know, coffee, like alcohol is acidic. Um, your body's producing this mucus and that mucoid plaque gets stuck on the lining of your colon, becomes very sticky, creates a really great environment for parasites and other oh. bad bacteria to thrive. And then more stool gets stuck to it. And again, like you said, if you're not having enough fiber to act like that broom to sweep through the colon, you're not eliminating it. And it's just building up and building up and building up. One of um, one of my girlfriends um, used to be a colon hydrotherapist um, not far from us and she actually had a friend who worked in the morgue and when they would open people up sometimes they'd find upwards of 10 kilograms of old <laughs> compacted y'all 20 pounds but of tar it looks like tar it's like rubber tar and one of the products that we work a lot with is called ultimate fiber which i'm sure you've tried yeah. And that most days. Pulls, you know what comes out when you take it. It's like this yeah. dark, it pulls all the heavy metals out, this dark sure. toxicity. And so many people are walking around with kilos and kilos and kilos of waste in there. That is just exactly what you're saying. Fermenting Sorry. those toxins get reabsorbed back into the bloodstream. Sorry. And that can be the baseline root cause of so many of today's health problems. It's very true. And like, I always urge most people where I think, you just could need a really good cleaning out and there's probably a whole bunch of shit in here doing some crap to us. I urge them to go get um, an irrigation because it really does give us just to freshen up and it allows you to start to identify, okay, well, is this still an ongoing issue for us or is this something we're starting to correct via getting rid of some of this waste? Now, interesting yeah. side note is when you talk about these kilos we're carrying around, that's it. There's not, there's actual, actual truth to this because oh. Steph, imagine this, this is me. Who's getting them relatively frequently. I'm taking my ultimate fiber have been for years now. Um, I literally go daily. Um, yeah. I can, and it's not uncommon can drop anywhere between two to four kilos with, oh. a, with, with, with a treatment. That's yeah. I can totally see that. So like imagine Someone well, I have clients do colonoscopies, right? They have to like, and again, this is not a colonoscopy by any means. I know that, but even let's see of the, the, the results, right. That if they have to prep for a colonoscopy, even they drop between like what you're saying two to, you know, obviously four kilos being anywhere from what three to eight pounds, right? Like right. here, it's going to be a drastic drop. And I normally see that every time they have to prep for one. So this is so interesting to see that this is a complete different, you know, this is actually my question to her, to, to, to you is um, knowing like the, the main difference I know is the water, right? Like it's, this is actually pushed in, yeah. you know, cleansed through water and a colonoscopy is clearly something going through you. Um, <laughs> so it's a little different, but the preparation side of things, isn't that similar, right? Like it's kind of almost like the same process, 
It's the same idea. So cleansing the colon. Okay. And it's actually, it's really interesting you say that. It's actually a reason we do get a lot of clients come in because they say, you know what? I actually felt really good after my colonoscopy prep. <laughs> I wonder if this is something that's more sustainable for my bowel to do. And I'm wondering if I have a toxic buildup in there because I actually felt really good when I, you know, emptied my colon out. And yeah. the difference, the difference is is huge, but the idea is the same. So um colonics are so gentle, nurturing, and actually great for the bowel, but also great for your other organs. We cleanse the bowel using hydration, so water. And water is, it's been a purification method for the body since the beginning of time. So all ancient cultures, you know, goes back to to purification with water. It's gentle, it's natural, and um, it's also going to have so many other benefits for you. And it's non-irritating as well. So when you're doing a colonoscopy prep using chemical laxatives these days, those are highly irritating for the bowel. And for most people, that's a really unpleasant experience. Um, oh, and, yeah. and they're, they're very like stuck on the toilet. Like, they're and just they're very dehydrating like, too. Mm-hmm. So when you're taking any kind of, yeah, you're taking any kind of laxative and that's a huge one. Laxative abuse is huge. That is a huge problem. Um, sure. It's something that I, when I first started my journey, the only thing the doctors gave me was laxatives. That's all I knew to take. And the that probably set me 10 steps back because A, it's not a fix in any way. It causes bowel dependency. So you then, your bowel doesn't want to move at all if you're not taking the laxative. But also it's kind of like, it's one of those things, they don't work as well. And so you have to keep taking more and more and more to get that irritation, that stimulation. So that is a really bad cycle. That's one of the therapists that works at my clinic. She's actually, that was one of the reasons she got into to colon hydrotherapy was because she suffered with such bad constipation from childhood, became addicted to laxatives and, you know, that they did so much damage and then found colonics and actually went back and healed her bowel. So there's so much, um, you know, I think people hand out that, you know, they pop laxatives, they think it's nothing, but there's just no education around what that's really doing long-term. And yeah, so that's the difference. The colonoscopy, obviously the sticking a camera and it's really, and they, they actually, you know, a a lot of things you'll hear about colonics is, oh, it's not safe. They're going to perforate your bowel and blow up your colon and, you know, I shouldn't do this. Well, um, a colonoscopy blows your colon up eight times the amount of the absolute highest pressure that we would ever deem safe. So we blow, um, so we use a, a water pressure that never ever exceeds two PSI. Um, and usually all that feels like is, oh my gosh, I really have to poop. <laughs> that's, gotcha. that's what that yeah. feeling is. One PSI is like, be two psi is like i gotta go dog and um and any more than that and that's why you have to go under general anesthesia is because that that pain would be excruciating so you know whenever we're looking at the safety of colonics you know if medically deemed it is safe to not perforate your bowel and you know what it does happen during colon colonoscopies um there's a lot of reports of that um as you know, any, any medical procedure has side effects and risks. Everything has risks. You have to mitigate those for yourself. But if the medical community has decided that colonoscopies are safe at that level of pressure in the colon, 
colonics and enemas are so gentle so safe and especially that's why we love the closed system colon hydrotherapy because when you're in our clinic and when you're in a closed system colon hydrotherapy treatment you always have a professional therapist in guiding the entire session and for me I think that's really important especially if you've never had colonics before it can be really daunting um what people don't realize is if you have a lot of stored toxicity in the body it can be really uncomfortable when it starts to come out it can be actually, you don't know what's going on. So you're like, please guys walk me through this. Like, but this is what I usually tell like- my clients. I'm like, did you really think you were going to get away with eating, you know, hungry jacks for 10 years? And there would be like no side effects there. Like, you know, and that alcohol and the stress and the caffeine, you know, did we really think we were getting off scot-free? Our body usually gives us symptoms, their warning signs. We don't listen. And then to backtrack and, you know, have to, instead of prevention, now we're working on finding a treatment or a cure is, is much more difficult, but it's also a learning process. If it was so easy, if you were so toxic and look, some people go through it without a, without a problem at all. Uh, my colonics now that my body, my gut is so healthy and I'm so healthy are a breeze. But if you're just starting off that journey and you have been, your toxic load is high, or if you've been like me and you've been so constipated for years and years and years, there is so much shit in there. You have no idea, yeah. but you just have to, it's like anything, you know, your first day back at the gym, you know, it's not easy. You don't get abs overnight, you know, like not, nothing, nothing good is easy, right? I can oh, say yeah. it can definitely be super painful. And especially if you have like a gas pocket, Steph, it's like, I can't even begin to describe to you what it feels like but it's like right up there with like is it like a is it like a um you know sometimes you get those really deep cramps when you're on your cycle that you really can't oh worse than that it's worse than that worse than that often you'll feel so if you've been quite toxic yeah if you've been quite toxic you'll often find you get a bit nauseous because as the water's coming in we're essentially hydrating it all it's starting to we're really stirring it all up and your other organs are like okay we're ready and as that release happens, all that goes away. So the relief is also as instant as the cramp comes. And the relief is incredible because you can feel it even up to your head. You get this sense of clarity and calm that comes after a big toxic flush. But also once your colon starts to release, so you'll start to see this color come through. And if you guys want to check out some poo videos, I've got plenty for you. <laughs> um, but that's how we know. everything, Steph. You can see like you can have your therapist literally looking at your stuff and 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 accurately assessing what food you've been eating because you can see yeah. it. this may sound like a dumb then, question but I'm very like I guess uninformed as how this process would be so do you have something attached to you and it's just coming out yes yeah, so Kaya explain it because it is sorry I don't have any visuals here in front of me <laughs> okay so essentially so um, you're laying on what looks like a massage sort of table bed. You know, you're slightly propped up, nice and comfy with a pillow. Um, at the beginning of a session, you'll just roll over onto your left side. Um, the therapist, so there's there's in a closed system, which is what we practice, there's an inlet hose and an outlet hose. So there's a speculum that looks a little bit scarier than it is um, because it just... <laughs> It only goes in probably like two inches, um, but it has to go in far enough for your body to just accept it. Um, it's it's not painful at all. just feels a little bit funny. I guess it'd be sort of comparable to inserting a tampon. You know, yeah. it's sort of a, a weird, but it's fine. 
and then Wrong. once it's in two, yeah, you know, but like comparable. Um, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, clients are so painful. I'm like, you have three kids, like you birthed three times. Like, I don't think that this is gonna be an issue for you, you know? Like this is <laughs> this you've is been just... through labor, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> Um, we tell our guy clients, we're like, this is the closest you'll ever come to understanding your, your partner's cycle or any kinds of labor pains. Um, yeah, yeah, it's the closest they'll ever come, (laughs) but really for most, it's a very gentle experience. So anyways, you roll over onto your side, we insert a speculum, attached to that speculum, we have an inlet hose. So that's where the purified water all comes in. And then once you roll back over, we attach the outlet hose. And that's just, that just sits under your bottom. You're fully covered up. So we've got a towel over you um, and we've got, you know, relaxing spa music. You don't even know what's happening. Um, but essentially water, water comes in and waste comes out. So you don't have to do anything at all as the client. Um, we work with your body and your colon. So then we do a series of fills. So we'll turn on the water. The water starts to come in, but also starts to come out as that outlet hose is open. So it's just sort of flowing in, flowing out. And then what we do are a series of fills. So essentially what that means is we start to slowly fill the colon with water because your colon is so big. We have to get that water back around, um, into the organ to really start to soften and hydrate and get everything out of those pockets um, and whatever's built up on the side. So that's when you can start to feel that little bit of pressure, but it's again, so low. We, we do such a gentle treatment. Um, so basically we block off the outlet hose, water starts to flow in via the inlet hose. And then you would let your therapist know when you're starting to feel that fullness or uh, that, or that, oh my God, I need to poo feeling. That's what we're going for. So we, everyone is different. Some people are so sensitive and it's really tough to get water in and other people just fill for minutes at a time and take a three liter water fill and then the release is just epic. So everyone's body is different. Every day is different. Everyone comes from a different place. So for me, when I first started having colon hydrotherapy, I mean, it was an instant fix for me though, which is pretty incredible because colon hydrotherapy actually has no side effects it's you might get a detox symptom but that's very different to a side effect as opposed to all the laxatives and all the really invasive treatments that were tried before um i was actually facing basically the the last thing that the doctor said to me the only thing left that i had to try was actually a colorectomy which is where you remove 90 percent of the bowel and i would have had a poo bag when i was 16 years old so that is when Yeah. So my bowel was not moving. No one ever asked me how much water I drank every day. No one ever, no one ever asked me. And I actually, I, I, again, I had two very uh, medical parents. And so I saw the top specialist of everything because we had access to that. And Mm -hmm. the very top leading gastroenterologist in Seattle said, yeah, this is all that's left for us to do. No one ever asked about my stress levels, how things were going at home, which weren't very great. Um, no one ever asked what I was eating. They literally just sent me away and said, eat more fiber, you know, like your Sultana brand. Yeah, well. And yeah, and and then it was to the point when I was 16 that I was facing this totally life-altering surgery. You can't just put 90% of your colon back if it doesn't work. The surgery had a 70% success rate, but what does that look like? I would have just had loose stools for the rest of my life and that probably only would have lasted say 20 years so I'd be looking at another surgery at in my 30s to repair 
an whatever's organ, left. whatever's left. Um, I honestly, I don't think I would have been able to have children. I like at that time, I, my hormones were so out of balance as well that um, they diagnosed me with PCOS and said I'd never have kids, that I would never fall pregnant naturally because my hormones and, you know, I had to be on the pill for the rest of my life and blah, 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 blah. Literally, compacted battle. I healed my gut and everything else sorted itself out. Never a problem. Since I've started having colonics, doing my coffee enemas, all that, no health issues. Yeah, crazy. It's 75% of autoimmune diseases and just diseases in general start in the gut for at least a decade of you neglecting and just pushing off symptoms. And this is such a fact. And like, you can ask anybody that maybe has an autoimmune disease at the moment, you know, that they might have brushed things under the rug and just kept, you know, thinking things were normal and that all these symptoms that we're even talking about um, were for years, right? And even your scenario, like from childhood all the way through teenage um, years, and you probably did your whole life, right? And then 16 years, I guess, build up and you were already in a place where you were going to be bedridden essentially for the rest of your life, almost in a way. That's ridiculous. But isn't it because it shows you how important that actual proper bowel movements are, the actual systemic effect that the bowel has on your overall health, the longevity, the quality of life that you lead. And then also it's it's direct impact on every other fucking organ. It's crazy. Everything. I think when we talk about how important your poo is, it's really like we, we, we joke about it, but it really is a very important thing. And it's the one part that if anyone ever starts stressing with me and clients, you know, carrying on about scale weight or carrying on about, you know, um, even showing signs of, you know, changes in energy and there's lethargy or there's different symptoms coming up and it's, and I know that it's not linked to their menstruation cycle. My immediate thing is to let's talk bowels. What do they look oh, yeah. like? How frequent are you having them? How big are they? Are you fully evacuated? Do you feel empty and free? Or are we still feeling like, yeah, we got some more junk in the trunk? Like (laughs) we start having some really big shit show convos because you need to, because they are always going to be a precursor. Any kind of, you know, change to that digestive tract is going to be a precursor to all these other things. And what do people normally immediately do? I've gained fat. I'm going to cut calories. Like that's going to fix everything. No, it's not. Maybe you just need a big shit love. Maybe exactly. Well, you know what she hit actually, one of the things that I I find most interesting is how she was touching on her hormones because how imbalanced and how bad her gut was, she saw and obviously had a lot of hormonal issues as well. And when she fixed her gut, she immediately said her hormones just all regulated and they balanced themselves out. That right there is such a big, like, it's just a precursor to let us know too, if our hormones are off, maybe it's not so much the hormones that are imbalanced, but so much so that we have some issues in our gut, some gut dysbiosis, right? Some IBS, just builds up in our gut that needs to get out. And I mean, it's pretty common nowadays, right? For women to be dealing with these hormonal imbalances or PCOS and having, you know, of course, some, some other maybe symptoms that we just label as normal during our cycle, like how Ali is bringing up, like our feedback, that biofeedback, um, when just 
really doing those check-ins, like we can always tell with just the inflammation or even just the distension of the gut, like the gut itself literally looks like it has a little food baby in there. And you're like, no matter how much you diet, no matter how much, you know, you're doing your training and you can just see that little extra lower belly. And it's like, this girl literally has a six pack above the little (laughs) lower belly. Right. But it's literal shit in their gut and I, I can, and that's I, actually pretty common and it's pretty common oh, in our sport especially for the competitors in general because oh, most yeah. people don't recognize that mm-hmm. that's what it is and they put it down to it being fat only which is just yeah. me but you know I want to I want to track back for one second Kaya because this was actually something that we identified the very first time I came in because it just so happened that when I first came to see Kaya, I was actually just starting to work through the chronic pain state and was starting to come through that with some really big focus on psychosomatic work. So this was those emotional suppressed, repressed stuff that were linking anchors to this back injury that I had actually healed, but my body was acting like it wasn't healed and I was still in all this pain. And ironically, I was going through massive issues with constipation. Now, one of the things that actually brought it to a head was Kaya and I in our very first treatment Yeah, we had a big conversation. Now, she literally had me on the table talking to her about everything that I've been going through, what we'd been working on, how I was starting to work on this psychosomatic anchor and how I was getting these improvements and blah, 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 blah. And before you know it, all of a sudden, massive release. But we had been trying for a good 20 minutes or so with nothing coming, nothing coming. I was having all these issues with even trying to get anything filled. But she distracted me by opening me up and I started to discuss things that were on heavily weighted on me or that I was already working through that I had been repressing. And it was quite funny. But the minute that the floodgate opened, literally the floodgate fucking opened. (laughs) We had everything evacuated. And I reckon we probably would have had that space where I had that compaction for many years that I wasn't really aware of. But I want to bring this back because Kaya, how often do you see that emotion and stress states are actually massive constrictors to the digestive and and look anyone that understands the parasympathetic and central nervous system and the rest and digest component of the parasympathetic when we're in this heightened state of fight or flight central nervous system you know sympathetic you do not rest and digest the body takes you know um energy and efforts and blood flow and all of the things that require that that whole process requires and puts it in other directions because it's getting ready to flee the scene yeah you run from something right so pretty much like closes the system down to do the things you're actually wanting it to do which is pass the waste and that's what had happened to me so when we started to talk through it And I had this release and then I was proactively working on all this parasympathetic nervous system input activity. I just started to correct the flow and direction of resources and efforts and nutrients and, you know, everything with the body. And I started functioning better. And then we started to hydrate from internally and everything started to flow better. And so I did want to bring it back to this because I think a lot of times women don't realize that when we are working through stuff in life, and that might be marital, it might be parenting, it might be um, with our own parents, not our, not with our children. We might have issues on so many platforms and we have not talked about it. We've not processed it. We've not serviced ourselves to heal through something. So 
trauma itself can lead to massive issues in the gut and the bowel. And I was, I was living that. I, and I did live that. And I know Kaya, we discussed that and she really did literally open the literal floodgates for me. And I've not looked back and I've had no issues since. And, you know, as I've even shared on my story today, anyone watching it, um, I've moved through all of my chronic pain states and, and now got access to movement patterns as well as bodily functions that I didn't have great access to previously. So Kaya, do you want to shed a little bit more light on that than maybe what my own experience I've just shared may have done? Oh, absolutely. Every day we see the gut brain connection with stress. I mean, that's, that is probably the number one real issue today is stress and emotional problems. And it's everything that you just said is a hundred percent right. So it's as soon as so colonics actually activate the parasympathetic nervous system. Um, so that rest and digest begins to turn on. But as colon hydrotherapists, one of the main things we do, we're big listeners, but we're big question askers. And it's just finding that pain point that's been holding on in the body and just allowing those floodgates to open. As soon as someone starts to divulge what trauma or whatever they're holding on to, that is when we see those magical shifts. And that's when we see everything in the body just release. It's, it is a hundred percent. Um, hundred percent accurate like it is it's actually one of my favorite things to watch and yeah. the, the emotional crazy, com- like it's pretty crazy I'm, I'm amazed just listening yeah. to both of you not even explain your story Allie and just because of knowing you you know and, and I remember how stressful that event yeah, in, in, in life was and I mean, it was a comeback. I mean, I was from a broken back. I mean, you were literally coming was, back from a broken back. Really like that, that comeback is still probably up there with your comeback from post baby, like literally, <laughs> you know? So for, for that emotional side, I think of, of attachment that a lot of us yeah. can have with yeah. life, with family, with loved ones, with our own selves. I think that that has so, such a good connection that you guys are making there. I think that once we do release anything in life though, right? Like when we let go, we finally kind of feel free. Um, it's yeah. kind of going hand in hand with what you guys are saying. This is even just from an emotional side of things, but I just watch from clients how much stress really can take almost that control over their life oh, as much as God. they just go into this massive, so many things on their plate. They are overachievers, perfectionists. They are literally just doing so much and then chronically dying on top of that. Yeah, they're like, oh, I want right. to look good. And I'm like cutting my calories and they're overtraining. And they literally put themselves in this hyper alert state all the time. They're not getting good rest, even though they're that little hamster on the wheel. They think that that's like what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And I can just relate with just watching it from afar of seeing how it affects their gut, their system, right? Like their overall health. And for those that actually take a step back and actually take maybe a little moment, right? Just to kind of figure out, do I have these issues? Because when we neglect them, we're then going to think it maybe is our diet. Maybe yeah. it is our training program. So here you come to Ali or Steph and they're like, I need to increase my intensity or I need to cut my calories, right? Yeah, like, like, you need to go see Kaya and have you a need shit. <laughs> like, you need to go take a shit because you actually really need to go and get all of it out of you, right? Or we need to fix your gut because right now, so many gut issues across the globe. I mean, I don't think it's just one country, although the U.S. is fucked, honestly. Like, we have yeah. such a bad, bad case of gut issues. 
of honestly autoimmune diseases of yeah. obesity i mean gosh like that alone is a disease and then and it kind of makes you wonder right is there a you know chicken for the egg is there um a prevalence now of some of these diseases and conditions because they're simply toxic and backed up or is it they have those conditions so therefore they become toxic and backed up like it it really does make you start to question it um and look there's there's no um you know, for everyone listening to this, um, my father passed from bowel cancer. Bowel-related issues are a thing. It can be genetic. I have well, ulcerations. My father got cancer, remember, in the small exactly. intestine and the exactly. duodenum. And I mean, this is why we went so big into gut health, right? I and, mean, this is just... It is. It's one of those situations where you go, okay, like it's, it is a autoimmune process. And for me, it was, and it was something where they told me I'd have to have tablets, 10 tablets a day for the rest of my life. And I was going to be like, Kaya, they were, you know, sort of talking about the fact that I would eventually maybe have to have parts of my bowel cut out, blah, 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 blah. I was internally hemorrhaging. When I got to the hospital, when I first got diagnosed when I was 25, I don't think I've even ever even shared this on a podcast before. Um, I put it off for like a year because it was one of those areas and issues where it's a little bit embarrassing when you're dealing with something in the back end. And I had been experiencing a whole bunch of some of the things that like what Kyle was discussing. But at the same time, I was having these motions where I thought I was going to the toilet and evacuating. It was only after a couple of weeks when I was still having all these pains and all these other symptoms that I thought, what is going on? I'm going to have a look because I don't normally look at what I do. And I had a look inside to see all this blood. And so, oh, okay, that's what I was going to ask you next, Kaya, was about blood time, and stool. So I'm so happy. Yeah, my last time out. I went to the toilet, which is when I got diagnosed, um, I actually thought I had filled the entire bowl. Like I'm talking like it was, it was major. It was like when you have explosive diarrhea from like a food poisoning episode, that's what it was like for me. And it was expo- literally explosive. And I was in corporate I was running a board meeting. I ran out, went to the toilet because I thought, I can't hold this. I've got to go. I went. There was no stool at all. It was all blood. And I'm talking the whole bowl was covered. I just ended up in tears on the floor. I was only 25. I'm ringing my mother going, who's a nurse, by the way. So I understand your medical background with parents. And um, and I'm ringing her and she's like, why the have you not gone to the hospital by now? She's getting up me. She's like, why didn't you tell me about this? And I'm like, because it's been going on for a while. Anyway, ambulance comes, I go to the hospital and I had um, internal hemorrhaging so badly that I was kept in hospital for over a week and I was wrapped up to everything in there trying to, you know, make sure that I don't have, I wasn't losing blood. I was getting, you know, blood. It was was intense, right? And, um, and so for me, the next six months, look, and this is where my real love and passion for nutrition came from. If everyone hasn't, well, actually, most people wouldn't have heard this because I haven't shared this. Um, I narrowed in on nutrition as my niche because of this moment in time. I was not going to accept being told that I would have to be on all of these drugs for the next however many years of my life remained. I refused to believe that I couldn't actually fix this internally myself. And I only stayed on the medication long enough to support the initial hemorrhaging that I had. And I think I was on them for about six months and I completely changed my entire lifestyle. And when I say that I wasn't someone who ate junk food, we didn't, we grew up on farms. We had all fresh produce, you know, like I didn't have a pizza until I was 18 at a girlfriend's strangest freaking thing. I was the cleanest bitch you could come across that had this, this thing going on right but what was interesting was 
I had actually cut meat out and gone vegetarian and vegan, right? Because I thought that I was having issues sure. digesting meat and things like this. But what it was, was it was this ulcerative colitis going on and I hadn't been diagnosed, didn't know what was happening. I put it down to these meat sources. And that's when I deep dove into nutrition and learning a lot more about everything and did a whole bunch then of IgG, IgA, all these different tests. And I found out that everything that I was doing was actually making me worse. And exactly. so I corrected yeah. a lot of my approaches, my protocols, my views, my my just, oh my God, everything changed. And I have never stopped learning since. And I have, you know, taken obviously nutrition to the nth degree and will be eventually doing a master's in it. So, you know, that's how my journey started in nutrition and my love for it, because I actually did medically um prevent I, I did stop the need for all of these you know, medications and I nutritionally intervened and I haven't had a flare-up since and they said that I would be bad for the rest of my life I used to have to have colonics um sorry colonoscopies done every three months because they wanted to test to make sure that I had you know no polyps no precursors for you know the bowel cancer that was obviously you know something that people in the family had had um but I've been fine Absolutely fine. My bowel looks great. I'm sure Kaya thinks my colon's fantastic. Oh man. So Ellie, just to touch on that, because I think that this is something that people will sweep under the rug as well. And so any of your listeners that are here listening to what we're saying here is pooping blood is not normal. And it may mm. not be something yeah, that not. you might think, and, and this has actually been a situation in the past when I had a very, very unhealthy gut and I didn't really address gut health, to be honest, until my father got cancer and I thought he was passed, you know, and that he was practically passed. It was a scenario where he was um, practically asphyxiated from no red blood cells because he had lost from internal bleeding from his small intestine. Yeah. He'd been slowly yeah. bleeding out through his stool. Me for months that for months me. you guys so he was a dead man walking that finally he just couldn't breathe anymore and he looked pale like yellow pale oh to God. the point that he you could touch him and one day I freaked out so much that I touched him and I could not find any color on him I'm like dad this is something's wrong I'm like touching you and you are not like you look dead like it was kind of freaking me out and I had to take a flight that following day um so I just remember being very uneasy I flew out and I got a call from my my sister that night and I'm like what's happening and she's just like my dad just fell he we just rushed him to the hospital well she wasn't because remember my sister's in California yeah. so she's just updating me like I'm yeah. trying to find a flight where are you and I'm like I'm in Florida you know she's in California and I'm just like I'm getting on a flight tonight I'll get there I get to the hospital they had already done a blood transfusion on him and yeah. he starts losing this blood day after day day after day they, they did seven blood transfusions over the course of four weeks because yeah. they could not figure out what was happening where is the blood going where is it you know it's not coming out of his stool anymore because it was so slow and it was in the small intestine in the duodenum and because of all of this again you just scratch your head and I, I'm not trying to call or you know gaslight any type of medics here or doctors or the medical system here but I got so frustrated to the point that I just was so mad at doctors and nurses for not knowing their shit and for always just brushing the fact that he was 
oh, we'll, we'll, we'll find it eventually. I'm like, it's fucking been a month. I'm sorry, but you guys can't figure out what's wrong with him. And you can't, you know, find what is inside, you know, and what's happening. So when we found out it was in the gut, which we knew it was something in the gut. Um, I just was on a mission, like just yeah. to figure everything, gut health, everything about, you know, and same with you, Allie, like it's in our kind of field, right? With nutrition and competing, but it's different. It's for gut health. It's like a complete different thing from weight loss and, you know, trying to, you know, heal the gut from the inside out. And anyway, going into the blood and which is what I'm leading into is I even at the time I was dealing with some kind of constipation and I, I would know it's like, okay, I'm kind of stuck. Maybe I need to go take some fiber. And I think we, a lot of the times we just go and take some fiber and think that's our issue, or maybe go drink some water. And yes, those two things definitely should be checked if you're not having sufficient insoluble fiber versus soluble as well as hydrating we might be you know um leading into some of these symptoms but i actually thought i was getting my period two times a month some of these months and i'm like is my period here and i was kind of getting confused because i would go to the bathroom and i'm like i just had my period a couple weeks ago i'm like i'm not irregular i'm not having any symptoms you know what I mean? I'm not moody. Like you just know it wasn't your period, but I really would think it was my period because I would be going to the bathroom and it was actually me being constipated and trying to go to the bathroom. And it was just, you know, tears of your anus. Like, yeah. I mean, that's kind of just Absolutely. what's happening, right? Like in your, hem your hemorrhoids are getting built up in your colon and all of this. Like, so what Allie's leading, she had a severe, severe, severe case. Yeah, it um, was really, really and it was really yeah. stressful, you know, like I really honestly had that, you know, it's, it's those come to God moments where you're like, wow, you know, life is going to potentially look one way that mm -hmm. could really be the polar opposite of what I would wish for myself, or it could be completely improved. Should I choose to put everything that I mentally believe at this other alternative perspective of reality and I work hard at it. Right. And so I mean, you can kind of see, like, there's a narrative in my life. Is there not a pattern showing in my life? Like, this happened at 25, my broken back happened, and then, you know, just the C-section and the prep after that. Like, I don't know how to take one view from someone that they're telling me that that's what my life is going to be like as gospel. Or I will make my own. Thank you very much. Mm. And I, I love that. Yeah. No and I think that, that's <laughs> such an inspiring message to send because, you do have the power. You do. And you yeah, have, you do. have to own it. A hundred percent. It's your freaking body too. This is the other thing, right? Yeah. It's your body, your temple. The only one that actually has control over the health of it is you. Whether you want to take that accountability and responsibility or not, it's fucking facts. Don't blame yeah, it on don't your parents. Don't blame it on your environment. Yes. Don't blame it on your government. Don't blame it on your job. It's you. It's how you choose to consume everything that happens to you, for you, and at you, and then what you choose to do with that, right? So again, I think that if you are having some stuff going on, I would be immediately looking at the following things. What are my stress levels doing? Number one, where am I at in my hormone cycle? So where am I at in my menstruation cycle? At what point of the, the month am I at? Because different parts of the month impact, you know, the, the bowel and its movement um, and also constipation. It, it happens at certain points. I would then be questioning my fluid intake, my sleep, the things that are imperative for the bowel to even move and also to have that, you know, rest and digest component. I would be looking at whether or not I'm overworked, overtraining, overtired. I would then be questioning what are my relationships like and am I at peace 
at least enough of the time that I'm not holding on to some shit? Do I have some trauma I need to work through? How unhealed am I? And how much spiritual work do I have to do? Um, and then lastly, I'd find myself a goddamn Kaya and just give her the hose <laughs> and tell her to put it up there and open the gates. <laughs> yes. And look, I love it. Literally sounds like our initial consultation. It really did. It really did. Here you go. I love, I love, I'm I love ticking everything. all of my boxes right now. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I really want to everyone to take away here was that we're not labeling through doctors and anyone that just give even Kyra, when she was told she was going to literally have to have a literally surgery of her whole colon essentially I mean and she said no right like we're going to find another way and she found another way and look at her leading the path now and same with Allie like she's such an inspirational woman in so many different paths when it comes down to being a mother you know an entrepreneur and really saying no to the norm and we really want to send that message to anybody that's getting maybe diagnosed with a certain disease or maybe gut issues or even hormonal imbalances or anything that you even get prescribed, even like organ medication. Let's say, let's talk about just thyroid medication, heart medication, right? Like blood pressure, all these things that they just tell you, you must take this script and you're fine and off you go. And that's my biggest, I think, um, I guess, mission is to really, really get people off of over-the-counter medication and really just be healthy and take organ health absolutely to a different level and and take it holistically right and i think that's just been an overall change these last few years within my life um my company my family everything that we've approached has just been all really nat- nature right like natural everything trying to like how much do we talk about nature and going outside right Allie? like when we talk about mindset and actually training and taking it outdoors i feel like all of this just ties in like us actually taking care of our mind our self you know exactly 100%. exactly well feeling think- it and also making sure that your physiological functions are functioning and i would go so far as to say you know kaya and i'm sure this is something that you know you, you know, i see you ladies doing it and especially with people that are not as educated as me in the space of, you know, food, body, you know, just all of the things that this impacts is education around, okay, well, what exactly does your digestive tract do? How actually important is it? I actually remember having um, a couple of my lecturers at university have an argument once about what was the most important in the body between the bowel and the liver. Um, and they literally had this full-blown debate okay. around which function and which organ. Oh, that's a good debate. They're both yeah, such good hilarious. organs, man. Oh, man. Ooh. I don't know how I would choose. Oh, <laughs> man. I got, you got me cringe for a second. I was like, oh, it, shit. I it was actually that, profound but... because it was a really cool thing to witness. Yeah. It made you challenge and think about things differently, right? And the irony of it is, is that everyone's quick to talk about detoxifying and supporting the liver, but not many people want to talk about the bowel. They're really embarrassed about it. And that's why... You know, I don't mind sharing my story about what happened to me at 25 because I'm hoping that if someone listens to it, they're going to be like, okay, if I'm showing signs of that, I'm going to go and do something about it earlier. Or that if I'm happy to share it, that, you know, don't feel like you have to be embarrassed about this function for yourself. And I do not hide that I have colonic irrigation done. It again, it might not be the most comfortable thing initially and you might feel a little awkward at first but i'm telling you once you get past that and once you build a relationship with your therapist it's fucking nothing it's like going and having your brazilian done ladies it's not that fucking bad okay so if it's like a brazilian then you do have to work up towards it because i remember my first brazilian and i was like oh my god i'll never return i would take a colonic of a brazilian any day 
but you know right. I, I live for both so I'm like <laughs> I really I want to know what you know what, what what protocols are even like you know, some type of, you know, supplementation, or if you even recommend supplementation or even any type, you know, of protocol for the gut that you would recommend our listeners? That is such a tough question to answer because everyone is so different. And I think that is another thing that natural health and especially like something that we focus on so heavily at our clinic is that not everybody is the same body and everyone has different root causes for things. So that's why when, when you come into our clinic, we do such a big initial consultation and it's every question that Ali just asked, you know, it's what are your sleep? What's your cycle? What's, you know, what are your stress levels? What are you eating? What do you do? How are you feeling? Like, what do you, because it's really funny when people come in, they'll be like, most of the time it's because they're bloated or they're feeling backed up or they're feeling really heavy. They can't shift weight. Um, they're just, they're really exhausted and they don't know why. And it's usually one of those sort of more surface level symptoms. And they'll be like, oh, but everything's fine. You know, I'm, you know, this and that like life's good I'm just busy I just I don't know why I'm so bloated but like nothing I do is really working and you know once we get them like oh well you know um they're like oh I eat pretty well I don't know why I'm constipated okay well what you know what are you eating or you know well most of the time it's you know really balanced I'm like what what does that look like to you and then you know we you know we dive a little bit deeper and then you know what they we always ask them to rate your stress levels like how would you stress oh yep I'm all good and I I can I can feel the tension, the you know, like oh, yeah. I can feel it emanating <laughs> off of you. I'm like, okay, we'll touch on that later, you know, yeah. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll circle back. There's something there, you know, and I guess, I mean, I've been treating, I've been a colon hydrotherapist myself for over 10 years. You know, I've seen thousands and thousands of people when someone walks in, I, I could probably guess just by having an initial <laughs> feel of the room I I could probably pretty accurately guess what they're coming in for what's going on um but it really a lot of it does circle back to those emotional issues and stress is such a big one um because that often drives our eating choices and our sleeping habits and Absolutely. our oh. perceptions and you know like it's it's all well and good to say to someone well just stop eating sugar stop eating so much but I'm sure you guys know all about yep. this it's yeah. not that easy not and that easy and supplement nope. recommendations are really you know, yes yeah no, and no, it's no, one no. of those yeah it's one of those things too you know making something that's sustainable for the client as well because yeah. my main focus is again so most people will come in they've got headaches, chronic fatigue, you know, an autoimmune condition, you know, they're not going to the toilet and they'll come in, they've got this, they have a list of all these really long conditions and these are my diseases. This is what, this is me. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> are you going to the toilet? Like, have you pooped? What's your, what's your, what are your bowels doing? And that is where we start. So based on that, it is where we start. And that's why people are like, oh, well, you know, I don't think, I don't think clonic irrigation could help me because I'm just tired. Am I? Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> yeah, tired yeah, because of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, and well, well, the reason why I was asking about that was because I see a lot of people dump in just probiotics for no reason. Yeah. And I'm like, do you yeah. even know what probiotics are? Number one. Secondly, do you even understand well, there's multiple strands? 
Yeah. <laughs> like, did you actually go so far as to say that maybe the prebiotic is going to be even more that's important for you? Right. Than right. But so also, do you have a toxic colon, which exactly. is not going to be, you know, a, an environment in which that probiotic is going to thrive? Yeah, so, yeah. you know, there's, and that's again, but that's again a quick fix. You know, it's always looking for that, you know, that quick thing that we've heard about and, oh, this will help me. This will fix me well. It's more than that. And, and from me and for my healing journey and all that I'm like you I research everything I'm huge on gut and nutrition and you know know everything and all the different organs in the body and you know recently in the last couple of years gotten so down deep with the coffee enemas um, yeah. that's what our that's what Actually, our line of everyone I just need to break into this for a second because this is fascinating so I'm in Australia you can't actually any longer get glutathione so they won't even do it in an IV drip that it's all the market but let me just explain glutathione is actually like a major precursor for the detoxification pathways in the body right am i correct so you love glutathione yeah. I love it. it's your master <laughs> antioxidant detoxifier it's a huge antioxidant boost formula wellness yeah so we don't actually have, <laughs> we don't actually have the capacity to be producing and making this stuff right so you've got to be consuming you've got to be getting it from things you consume and you've got to be you know potentially supplementing with it but these coffee enemas they mm -hmm. give you what is the percentage increase and direct impact because it comes directly through colon when you yeah. actually have a coffee enema because it isn't it like a 70 percent increase or is it 700 percent 700 i knew it was mind-blowing so if anyone mind-blowing that is having, you know, struggling if they're estrogenically dominant, if they yes. have these pockets of cellulite, they're just not capable of flushing stuff because their detoxification pathways are clogged up. You're probably largely needing A, a really good colon cleanse and, and, and flush out, but B, you're probably actually needing more glutathione. And this is where these coffee enemas are no joke, mate. They are the duck's nuts. I love them. They are. So I am obsessed. It's actual coffee straight up your boo hole. I love yeah. coffee, y'all. <laughs> but now you're going to put it in both ends. Yeah. So about four years ago, so I started Bayside Colonics. I've been a colon hydrotherapist for over 10 years. Um, but again, like I'm always researching and enema bags were actually, and, and enema was actually such a huge part of my journey because I struggled with chronic constipation where my bowel would not move. Mm -hmm. And in between my colonics, so I started off having colonics twice a week to get all that stuff out of my bowel and then really changed my diet, looked at the inflammation, what I was putting in, oh, things aren't moving probably not the best time to be eating, you know, two McDonald's burgers a day, like, you know, because it's not moving. So changed my diet, went totally plant-based, refined, sugar-free, gluten-free, dairy-free, did a whole bunch of allergy testing with a naturopath because um, my inflammation was so high. That was my problem at that time. Um, so that's what I did. And then refi have refined it over the years and changed things so much. Um, but those initial things have stayed the same. So still refined, sugar-free, dairy-free and gluten-free just because the inflammation for my body is an absolute um, trigger and I can't digest any of those things. And um, 
So basically I, I started to detoxify, but I couldn't, when I was at home or in between treatments, you know, I started going then weekly and those other six days of the week, I was still uncomfortable and I wasn't going and it didn't matter how many, you know, magnesium oxide tablets I was taking all natural or it, you know, nothing would get me to go. Um, And my bowel needed some help being retrained. So I actually started doing water enemas at home um, every, every morning. And that was my bowel movement and it gave me instant relief. It got rid of all that gas it kept things moving and it I was able to then get the freedom back to just live my life like I felt great every day I was having this huge complete bowel movement every day no side effects and it actually helped to retrain my bowel because I was going every single day so once I started doing the water enemas and then really deep diving into cleansing detoxification I came across and I was having these hormonal problems because I had been diagnosed with PCOS and I did have some, you know, period pain. And the more I healed my gut, the more all of that went. Really? But it wasn't. But I actually was still having some, some, some period pain and some, some hormonal issues until I started doing coffee enemas. And what most people don't realize is that tons of your, your hormonal symptoms, your PMS symptoms, um, are often linked to high estrogen. So, and when the liver is not detoxifying that estrogen, and we have too much. Um, mm-hmm we get all those, those symptoms. And Water retention. I, yeah. Like, a, yeah, I'm just the mind coffee, blown with the coffee enemas. I'm just like, wait, so a coffee enema. Mate, well, it goes like this. You go to your barista and you go shot for me, shot for the other end. No, like, I'm joking. Double shot, please. <laughs> no, it's so much better than that. At home in your PJs, yeah. you brew it yourself. And I can brew my own <laughs> coffee. I've got you do. I've you got actually brew it and then explain no. everyone how it works, Kyle. <laughs> Yeah. So anyways, um, a couple of years after, so a year after I started um, my colon hydrotherapy clinic, I realized that people needed these enema kits and you couldn't get them anywhere. And they really have this traditional stigma around being gross and weird. And I just wanted to change that because it's something that I use in my daily life. And I was really sick of being ashamed of all of it. And I really wanted to help other people feel comfortable getting the treatment they needed because that's what I needed. And so anyways, I designed my own brand of enema kits and started a company called the Happy Bum Co. Well, the big, a big thing that started happening once I started my colon hydrotherapy clinic, um, I started sharing my journey and all about colonics on social media. And I had the biggest influx of people messaging from all over the world saying, oh my God, I have had the same issues. I've never heard anyone else talk about it. What do I do? Can I come to your clinic? I have literally had people fly in from overseas to come see me. That's incredible. But that's when I realized I was like, okay, I can't help everyone in Brisbane here. I'm one person in one clinic. We've obviously expanded. I've got eight therapists that work for me now, but I was like, I can't reach these people. So what's something that they can do at home? And it was the enemas. So now we, I I started the Happy Bum Co. And we started with, you know, coffee enemas. And we've since, you know, we've got so many different blends because there's so many amazing things that you can do with an enema. Like I'm obsessed Turmeric, hormones, you know, stress relief, everything in an enema is just stronger. And it's yeah. so nourishing. Yeah, because it goes straight to your bloodstream. Right? Straight to your bloodstream. Straight to your bloodstream. It goes straight there, which is, yeah. I mean, sorry to be gross, y'all, but I mean, drug addicts and everything, they know top what's up. They me. literally right. stick it up their buttholes. Oh, I'm sorry, but that's what a crack can Straight to the good stuff. Wow. Your enema there, you just coffee bean it. <laughs> I'm gonna be jumping off the walls off this coffee enema. No, that sounds well, amazing though. Can you please tell us what that handle for 
your company is so we can follow it. I'm so interested in seeing so what Yeah, is. so it's it's Happy Bum Co. And we have a warehouse in the United States and we have a warehouse in yes. Australia. And it has <laughs> honestly just taken off. And Ryan, again, you we, just, we <laughs> keep it real, but we just keep it real. It's, you know, it's backed on my story, but my story is just one of yeah. the angles that people are coming. I mean, hormonal issues are huge, but people, like I said before, have, they come and they have a myriad of problems. You know, yeah. um, some people are detoxing from mold and some people have cancer and some people have autoimmune and some people have been you know just so chronically stressed and eating the wrong things they're so burnt out and their adrenals are just totally effed (laughs) and they don't know where to start and where to start is always your detoxification pathways and so you have to get everything out to then replenish so it's first it's not what can i throw at this fire it's putting it out you know it's washing everything away cleansing the liver cleansing the colon um and that you know the coffee enemas really help to detoxify that extra estrogen in a safe way and you know yeah I thought this was really cool to talk about because one of the first things that Kaya did for me knowing what I did for a living and I was heading into shows and whatever this is going back three years ago the very first time I saw her she sent me home with one of these bags I swear by them I actually took one with me on my prep for Atlantic City and was running my coffee enemas leading into why do I not have a photo I should take more footage of this shit, but just not yeah. the literal shit. Literal. We do the cute feet on the wall with your little yeah. bag, tag, tag, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so, we do that in the morning and yeah, everyone shines in. They're like, oh, me too. <laughs> if we're in this touch, actually, which I thought would be super interesting and it'll probably be the final thing because I don't want to take up too much of your time, Kaya. We can literally talk about shit for hours, okay. though. I'm telling literally. you now. Um, okay parasites and worms because we can see those when those come out too stephanie and it's hilarious. oh i've done cleanses before yeah. ali but i've not done cleanses to this extreme like i mean oh, I, I know wow. it's not extreme because everything you explained seems pretty easy going although wait I don't know, she I don't tells know. you about i feel this watch- big anxiety over my first time of anything like watch her this- page You'll see. Like, oh, I'm about to go yeah, scope like all these um, gross, I guess, videos. So <laughs> the page that. for the poo videos is Bayside Colonics. They're yeah. not on the Happy Bum Co page because you poop those out at home. Bayside Colonics, <laughs> we get the nitty gritty. Um, and it's honestly incredible. And parasites can have such a profound. Yeah, it's Bayside Colonics, you said? Yeah, Bayside yeah. Colonics. And they will post, like, they will literally post, like, the shit of the day. And it will yeah. literally usually <laughs> be something that has a parasite or a web. I love following the page just to see what other people shit out. actually it's a running tab so it's it all like we try to get as much footage as we can through the day you know it's totally you know um anonymous i mean some clients are so excited they just want to be like tagged and they want to show all their friends like is my poo video that is so it's hysterical it's hysterical but um yeah, it's every day if you want to put do up videos something like of the clients here, that are coming in. Yeah. If we want to do something like this here in the States, because I know you guys have 
a, a location there in Brisbane. Is there someone or a clinic you would recommend here or a friend that you uh, have here in the States or maybe a therapist that you know? Well, the United States is pretty big. So <laughs> um, yeah. I do know a great clinic in Seattle, though. That's where I started my okay. journey. So that's the Tummy Temple. And Tummy Temple, okay. Tummy Temple, they're an incredible clinic. That's what I've modeled my clinic off in Australia. So um, okay. just the most beautiful energy and soul. And that makes a really big difference. It's because as you guys know, you know, detoxing and, and colonics and when anytime the body's imbalanced, you know, there's something we need to let go of. And that is not easy. No. To and a lot of it's emotional. And a lot of the times we're having these problems and our adrenals are really drained because we don't feel safe. Yeah. And when we're stressed, you know, the, the body is scanning and it's saying, are we safe? Are we safe? And your body's feedback is no. And so what we've aimed to do, and this was huge for my healing journey. And especially because home, wasn't necessarily a super safe place for yeah. me I needed somewhere where my body felt safe to heal and let go and I could actually empty my cup of what needed to go and so that's what we've created in Brisbane is this safe haven and it's as soon as you walk in the door you can feel it and oh yeah the people yeah. that you know I've hired to work with me hold that safe space and are just so genuine and loving there's no yeah. judgment and so I always encourage people, you know, if you're looking for a clinic, you need to ring up and you need to feel the vibe first Absolutely. because you will. And people, That's people exactly. say this to me all the time. I had a colonic and it looks like nothing like what happens at your clinic. And I'm like, well, my clinic is based on healing. It's and even Kai, I'll go so far as to say, even finding the different therapist styles and energetic spaces within a specific space too, because for me, I, I haven't had a single bad experience inside of Kaya's, um, you know, facility. I've had a few different therapists and I've had a few that were not as, um, like I didn't, I didn't release as much with them as I did with the ones that I really connect with real well. Yeah. So there's two to three and Kaya and Rachel being my two main ones, mate, um, just opens the floodgates real easy. I don't even have yeah. to think about it. And it's not a stressor for me, but then there are a couple where you're like, Oh, it takes a little bit more. you got to really almost coax yourself into you're fighting it. You're uh, like yes, resisting, correct, correct, resisting correct. The They're all but that's, that's in life. It's finding yeah. your person, your people, exactly. my story. And we, we do a really, um, we put in a big effort to have all the girls show up on social media and we put their bios because different people actually draw in different types of clients. I personally get all of the constipated ones because they've heard my journey and they're like, you get it because people who have suffered with constipation like mine, and this goes for anyone with bowel issues, yeah. you people don't, if you've never had them, you don't realize how much imp it impacts your entire life. And I, I couldn't wear what I wanted to wear. I couldn't go out. I couldn't eat what I wanted to eat because my stomach was so bloated. I felt it takes a huge hit on your self-esteem, your mental state, your anxiety. You know, some people won't leave the house because they don't know if a bowel movement is going to come or not. Like there's just so many different things. So if, if someone, you know, someone gets it, you're like, I'm safe with you. But then other ones, you know, hormonal issues or menopause, like there's so many different reasons that, you know, my stuff have gotten into colonics that different people resonate with different people and that's right. cool 
but you, you know need what? to find actually, your person. We actually <laughs> see that even in coaching. Like, you know, oh, exactly what I'm there, there are so many coaches in our space and I never, ever feel like anyone's competition to me because we're all like, there's awesome. so many people. We all have enough people to service all of our businesses and all be super successful. Yeah. We don't need to fight for these yeah. people, right? But what I do find is when you just be you authentically turn up and discuss from your experience and from your lens, how things have, you know, transpired, I find people will naturally gravitate to the person that best suits their specific needs to guide them totally. to whatever your challenges or shit they have to deal with yeah. Um, yeah. because they feel like you have the compass in the map, you know, like you've been there, yeah. you can show them the way. hundred um, percent. I, I truly think everything you're saying makes perfect sense to me because it's exactly what we see in the coaching space for what we do. You know, I, I can't even begin to, you know, count, I don't have enough digits to count the many, many times I've had people say, I've come to you after years of following you and I've followed you for years and it's taken me to this point in time for it to be the right time for me to finally do something about it. But you're my person because of X, Y, Z. And it will just be that it is a similar or they can resonate or they feel safe enough to be completely open with me about everything yeah. they've got going on. Right. 100%. So I, I think that that's, um, that makes perfect sense to me. It does. It does. Thank you. I was curious on that same note and what you said about the practice. I mean, this even goes with therapy, like for massage therapists that I've worked with, I've, oh my gosh, yeah. thousands of dollars that like, it's just been, you try to find your therapist and it's yeah. like, years of searching and finally when you find your person like it sucks that you've had to invest maybe and I say invest because there's no waste it, it is. really is, it waste. is you're investing in trying to find your person your coach your therapist your Kyra you know like it's really <laughs> trying to find a place that like she said I, I loved how you explained it's a safe haven because that's actually the best way to put it it's a practice that is your safe haven as well that's how that's the reason why you started this right like it was yeah. how you became safe how you healed yeah. and you're just teaching Absolutely. others and it's it's so powerful to see others leading in a different path meaning in a different way, like against the norm, against, I guess, what is the, my goodness, the labels of, hey, gut health is, I mean, don't get me wrong, gut health is everywhere right now, like the talk about it, but how to fix it and how to actually get to the root of the problem is not what we hear and what's being talked about. So I love how much yeah. we do in today on how the gut work not just we didn't talk about functionality of the gut because I feel like that's something we've even kind of talked out on other episodes you know of got how gut health links into fitness but we definitely dove into really the nitty-gritty of the longevity right of the gut as well as the backup and I really yeah I really hope that our conversation today has just led to someone maybe not feeling so about <laughs> the situation or maybe actually stopping and reflecting on what yes. might be going on and not not ignorance is bliss mentality right because you should yeah, never be so. ignorant about anything to do with the bowel it's like the male you know prostate it's the one thing that you should never be ignorant about right and that goes for both sexes so for yes. me I'm like I hope all of you listening to this now walk away and go, man, if these crazy bitches have no issue talking about shit this much, then we should be fine to talk about ourselves. And maybe you might want to reach out to one of us to have the conversation, feel free to, but sure. then it's an okay conversation to have. And I'd also go so far as to say, if you've never experienced one, book yourself in for chronic irrigation as quickly as possible. Kaya, <laughs> please let everyone know where they can find you if they are in the Queensland, Australia surrounds and they want to travel or if some 
someone's willing to travel into state by all means please do she is the best <laughs> yeah we have quite a few clients that fly up from Melbourne for a week we've got a lady who drives down because one the other thing I should mention you know one colonic isn't going to fix all your gut health problems um like anything nothing is a quick fix you can get immediate relief absolutely but underlying chronic gut issues or constipation whatever it is that you're suffering from it's going to take some time so we always recommend to do at least three to five sessions close together so if you could do them in a week that would be incredible because like we said the colon is two meters long average person's holding five to seven kilos of shit in there and if we're talking you putting you adding in every day that you're eating if we can do them back to back we are going to get back to the beginning of the colon and we're going to do it quite easily and you are going to notice those results so quickly um you know that doesn't work for every person doesn't work for every budget but that's where the at-home enema kits can come in as well but even if you can do you know a couple of those sessions close together and then you know based on what you are presenting how you're feeling we'll come up with a, a treatment plan that's right for you but just know it's not going to be one session one time off fix we have a lot of people sometimes our videos will go viral and things blow up and then we get all these young girls booking in thinking that they're going to be fixed overnight with one colonic and it ends up being a little bit crampy they might not even release anything in the first session they're like oh my god it didn't work it wasn't like the video it's like no the video is a representation of what's in there and what can come out your body is still you and we need to work with that so book yourself in for a couple sessions and just trust the process ask as many questions as you want the more you feel safe and comfortable the more you're going to get out of the entire the entire session and and experience and the more healing you're going to do if you're open and accepting of it Um, you can find my clinic at Bayside Colonic so we're in Wynnum in Brisbane um, but we do, again, we, we do gut health consultations for all over the world and we do have the Happy Bum Co, which is our enema kit brand. And there's so much stuff that you can be working on at home as well. And, you know, we can really, you know, I had one lady, she just she just didn't have the budget at the time. She had lost her job, but she knew she, like her goal was to lose a ton of weight and she was very overweight and there were all the things were happening in her body. And, you know, we sat down, we made a plan for her that worked and she just stuck to it. It took a lot of ownership on her behalf to make those changes in her daily life and that's something you know with our clients we also you know there's some homework that you're gonna have you know we Mm -hmm. we can't do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result that's one of my favorite quotes so um pick something new and if colonics is something you haven't tried make that that new thing and we'll start making some new habits and and creating some some new patterns for your body so my 2023, one of my 2023 commitments was that I was having monthly ones. And, you know, look, some months I may have more than one in the month, that's for sure. But um, but monthly ones, I will see you on Tuesday. I'm coming into the clinic on Tuesday because I need my post-wedding <laughs> cleanse. Okay, yes. right we have so many, we have so many brides that come in. <laughs> What is stressful, but I mean, super exciting, but super indulgent and also super stressful leading into it. And so I just feel like that stress plus a little bit of indulgence is woo, got me. So it's got to go. Thanks so much for coming on, Kaya. We really love this episode. Thank you so much. This was so awesome. It's so fun to be here. We've been talking about this for a while. So I'm really glad that it's happened. And it's so amazing that you guys are, you know, open to sharing all the benefits of colon hydrotherapy that you've experienced and just spreading the word because that's the one thing, you know, it's really been, the benefits have really been suppressed and, and hidden for a long time. And there's a lot of misconception around colon hydrotherapy. So to just open up those doors, 
doors again and and to allow people to find a therapy that might really really help them is is really amazing and, and wow. I, I hope that there was someone like me or you that was out there listening and you know that they get the help that they need because of that oh man I'm sure everyone loved this episode because we've been literally looking forward to talking to someone a little bit more into this field and this is honestly was the best because I was interested and now you answered some of the questions that I was on the fence kind of like wait is that something I really need like (laughs) overall I think everyone's going to be asking themselves that question at some point that's why I asked you that as the first question was like who's really a good candidate and by now at the end of this I think everyone listening, so we should all go do it. And you definitely and even, a customer. Yeah, even if it's something you you only did like say once or twice a year as a cleanse, just as a just as a freshen up. Like a oh, sweet. I do a cleanse, but it's it's a different. T- obviously, well, after reckon, like the I cleanse, I'll do it once, is, and you'll be like, I'm okay. I, I'll keep doing this annually. You know, oh I'm yeah, sure. I've I've always loved the benefit of doing at least a yearly cleanse I usually do it around prep Ali because we're obviously trying to just get all the extra excess out as well um so yeah that's normally when I normally encourage getting the extra literal shit that I can feel stocked up and hiding the abs in the ab wall <laughs> normally I'm like yeah it's time to do a cleanse now make sure the abs the lower abs come through so no I think this was very informative and so it just informational for people to really address and be more alert on some of these symptoms, some of the red flags that you mm-hmm. mentioned, which mm-hmm. I find a lot of people find normal. I know I yeah. did for a long time and we just have to address them. And I love, love, love how much you really emphasize how the gut heals the hormones and everything else within oh. the body. And you are a living example of that. So great story. Mm-hmm. And thank you again <laughs> for your time. And Ali, Miss, you're curious. Oh. Uh, how, do, yeah. how does that feel? How do you feel being you know, married. Oh, it's, it's super exciting. Actually, that's what I forgot to say at the start. The first thing we did was go, oh crap, we've booked all these flights already for the whole year in my old passport name. So we had to do a quick check. Like, what do I do? Can I change my flight name or do I keep? My... So the whole overarching premise is now this, my name is changing on absolutely everything except for my passport until September. <laughs> So that's actually what happened to me. Remember, Ali, I could, I already, it wasn't trips planned. It was just the fact that the agency, the passport agency was going to take a long time and our honeymoon was already, you know, coming up. So it was like, well, I definitely couldn't change my last name, Uh, but no, hey, congratulations again. You were such a stunning bride. And thank you, I guess, to our amazing uh, guest that was on today. Thanks, Kaya. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Follow Kaya. Pleasure. Go get a colonic, everyone. (laughs) Yes. Thanks, girls. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Queen Divas, Queens of Fitness podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Queen Divas Pod, on Twitter at Queen Divas 4, and follow our hosts on Instagram, Alicia at Alicia Gowans underscore WBFF Pro, and Steph at Stephanie Ayala 7. See you all next week.